Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. What's up, Ocean Hills? We're in this new series, The Weary World Rejoices. The Weary World Rejoices. Can you relate to that title? Over and over and over and over again, I'm hearing people are weary, worn out, tired, exhausted. We need some good news. We need some good news this Christmas. And you know what's awesome? Christmas is all about the good news. Let me remind you, at Christmas we celebrate the good news of great joy, which is for just some of us. No, 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 for all people, all people. That's what the scripture says. The miracle of Christmas is that God became a baby. He entered into our world to identify with us. And then he taught us how to live and how to love one another. And then he proved his love by dying on a cross. And then conquering death, he rose again. And now he offers us the miracle of life abundantly. And I just, as we begin today, I want you to know that Christmas is the season of miracles. And when I say that, I know right now some of you are thinking, "Uh, I'm not asking God for a miracle because I just don't think he's going to come through. In fact, some of us think God doesn't do that anymore. God doesn't do miracles anymore. But when you read the biblical story, Zechariah and Elizabeth They're going to tell you a different story. If they were here today, they would say, miracles still happen. Luke chapter 1, and behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age also has conceived a son, and this in the sixth month, with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. God showed up for Zechariah and Elizabeth. And in Luke's account of the Christmas story, we're introduced to these characters. And what we see is they're stuck. They're stuck in barrenness, infertility. They want to have kids. They can't have kids. And I'm just imagining that they prayed about this not just years, but I bet you they prayed for decades to have a baby. I'll bet you they just prayed and prayed and prayed and month after month and year after year, they were disappointed. They probably felt some shame. I'm guessing that they often wondered, does God even hear our prayers? I'm guessing that they felt wounded by the accusations of their community. Well, there must be a reason you're not getting pregnant. You're you're living in sin or something like that. And I'm guessing that they were worn out just worn out from this journey of trying to get pregnant, not getting pregnant, praying to God, nothing happening. And yet, they remained faithful. They remained faithful to God despite their journey of wandering through the wilderness of disappointment. 
And then what I love is, is in Luke 1. <clears throat> Look at the, what the angel said to Zechariah. Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you're to name him John, John the Baptist. He's going to prepare the way for Jesus. And so what we see is last week we talked about wandering through the COVID wilderness, right? Zechariah and Elizabeth in the biblical story were wandering for years through their own wilderness of infertility and disappointment and heartache and shame and letdown. And maybe we just pause right there and I could just simply say, today, 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 I wonder who's watching, who's listening. Some of you know what it's like to wander in your own wilderness for a very long time. And my job today is to encourage you, to remind you that God is not done. God is not finished. God has not abandoned you. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 32, 27. Grab, grab your Bible and underline it and highlight it. I love this verse. Jeremiah 32, 27. I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? I love that. Underline that. Is anything too hard for me? God says, that's a word of hope for us. Don't give up trusting God, seeking God, praying and crying out to God. In the New Testament, James says, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Again, encouraging us to not give up in our prayers, to be faithful in our prayers. Well, here, here's what I want to talk about today. There's a few things that I know when it comes to this idea of the journey through, of wandering through the wilderness. Number one, I got three little reflections. When you wander long enough, you begin to wonder. When you wander long enough, you begin to wonder. You begin to wonder, where is God? How long, oh Lord, am I going to have to deal with this? How long, oh Lord, are we going to be in COVID? How long, oh Lord, are we going to have to pivot and pivot and repivot and pivot? How long, oh Lord, am I going to have this health setback? How long, oh Lord, wondering, is God really good? Is God really caring? Is God capable? Is he powerful? And I just know that so many of us, as we're wandering through COVID wilderness, we're wondering, we're discouraged. Some of you are wondering, why can't I find a husband? Others of you are going, why can't God fix my husband? We are wondering, we're frustrated, we're discouraged. And the good news is, is that Emmanuel, God with us, he's the way the truth, and the life. And following him, I want to encourage you, I want to urge you, follow him this Christmas. Align yourself with his word this Christmas. And guess what will happen? You'll be on the right path. You'll be walking in the light and you will experience life that is truly life, not the counterfeit kind that leaves you thirsty. He'll quench all of that thirst and he will give you life that is truly life. Here's the second reflection. Not only do we wonder when we wander long enough, but when you wander long enough, you get wounded. You will get hurt and or you will wound others. You will hurt others in your circle of family 
and friends. Home quarantine, man, it's tough, it's stressful. I'm in conversations with lots of people every week. And one of the things I'm hearing is home quarantine and marriages and families. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard. In fact, I'll tell you, my wife and I have been married 37 years. I feel like we never argue anymore. I don't know, it's great, I love it. But just a few weeks ago, there's, you know on a loaf of bread when you, when, when, at the top of it, it has like a little plastic hook that kind of keeps it sealed, right? You've seen that? We got in a massive argument over a little plastic hook that, that goes on the top of a thing of bread because it was on the floor in our kitchen. And man, we went to DEFCON, I don't know, is it 1, 5, 20, whatever it is, and I was like, over this little thing, we're getting all out of, bent out of shape. And I just think, it's, that, that's just a small example of what's happening all over our community, right? And as I'm speaking, some of you are going, man, can we relate to that? And I want you to know, as you read the scriptures, it's not that you're not going to ever have conflict. It's what you do. It's what I do. It's what we do when we hurt each other, when we step on each other, when our tone is wrong, when we are dishonoring, when we're stressed out and we lash out. Uh, here's what Matthew chapter 5 says. If someone has something against you, could be your wife, could be your husband, could be a neighbor. If someone, a business partner, if someone has something against you, make it your priority to go and get right with that person. Go and be reconciled with that person. That's God's ways and God's ways work. You want to experience relational healing, walk in his ways. You want to see a miracle happen? Uh, you know, pray as if it's all up to God, but then walk in his ways as if it's all up to you. Work as if it's all up to you. And so if you know somebody has something against you, initiate. Have that necessary, difficult conversation. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says this. Now brace yourself. This is, this is tough to swallow, but I hope it's for somebody today that I think needs to make a phone call or initiate. Here's what it says. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Somehow, some way, we have to live in the freedom of forgiveness. We have been forgiven over and over. His mercies are new every morning. How many times do I need to forgive? Seven times 70? Jesus says, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. That's the way Jesus is with us, and that's the way we are to be with each other. When we wound someone and we know it, circle back, apologize, ask for forgiveness. I just tell you, more relational healing and miracles happen in my life over the years. As I look back, I wrote this in my notes. More relational healing and miracles happen in my life when I surrender my will to God's word and God's ways, and I act the way he told me to act and tells me to act in his word, and you know what happens? Miracles happen. Reconciliation happens. Uh, people that I'm uh, estranged from or, or I have a strained relationship, we get back together. We make it work out. God works through his people when we're walking in his ways. And so maybe just stop right now. And I want you this week 
to invite the Holy Spirit to breathe life into that relationship that feels strained, broken, dead, or dying. And I want you to pray boldly and then obey bravely, trusting that God will guard you and guide you as you lean into his word and his ways. He will do the miracle, but we have to participate in it. Here's my third reflection. When you wander long enough, not only do you begin to wonder and you get wounded and you hurt others, but three, you will get, and this is no surprise, worn out. You'll get worn out, stuck, feeling stuck in COVID. I'm stuck being single. I'm stuck in a dead-end career. I'm stuck in a dying, lifeless marriage. I'm worn out from praying for that wayward son or daughter who just has lost his or her way. I'm worn out trying to make close friends in this church, in this town. I feel like I'm the only one initiating. Here's what I want you to hear. Don't quit. Don't give up. God's still writing his story in your life. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. Listen to these words. Let them comfort you. Let them encourage you. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and worn out carrying heavy, heavy burdens. And he says, I will give you rest. I will give you rest for your soul, your spirit. He, when we come to him, when we turn towards him, when we pray to him, when we sit in his presence in solitude and silence and just become aware of his love and comfort, he says, you're gonna experience my rest. Gosh, we need that right now, every one of us. You want rest for your soul? Turn towards Jesus, invite him. Invite him to just sit with you and you sit with him in his presence. You know, in a way that's what Zachariah and Elizabeth did. They cried out to him. They were tired of praying. But you know what? I love this. God not only heard Zechariah and Elizabeth's prayers, but watch this. He also remembered their prayers. Wait, what? What does that mean? He remembered their prayers. I'm guessing that they probably had stopped praying probably several decades before. It was like... Hey, man, we're too old now. We can't have kids. We're kind of beyond the years of, of, of childbearing. We're, we don't need to pray about that anymore, right? That's kind of what happens once you get past a certain age and you haven't conceived a child. It's kind of no use praying anymore, right? So I'm just interesting. What if, what if, what if, what if our prayers don't have an expiration date? Just, just stay in that. What if what you've been praying about and you got tired of praying and you kind of gave up, but what if, what if the Lord's not done, right? I want to say something to somebody who's watching right now. Refuse to give up before God shows up. Refuse to give up hope. Refuse to give up praying. Refuse to give up loving unconditionally. Refuse to give up sacrificing. Refuse to give up serving. Whatever that situation is where you're just worn out, refuse to give up. And then watch God show up. Mark Batterson, the lead pastor at National Community Church, he said this, God honors bold prayers. 
Because bold prayers honor God. Why? Because in that act of prayer, you're telling God, I need you. I trust you. I believe in you. I'm looking for you to show up in my life. And so starting today, I want to call our church, Ocean Hills Church. I want to call us. I want to challenge us. I want to ask you to to pray boldly, to ask God for something big. So here's the question. Where do you need God? Where do you need the living God? Where do you need Emmanuel, God with us? Where do you need him this Christmas to show up in your life? Maybe it has something to do in that space of wondering. Maybe you're drifting away from your faith. Maybe you've turned your back on God. You're not sure you... And you need God to show up and rejuvenate and renew your faith. Maybe you're in that space of being wounded and you need the courage to forgive or you need the courage to reach out and make a phone call. Or maybe you're in that place of being worn out, just so wiped out and you're ready to give up on some of your most important relationships or commitments you've made. COVID is not the time to make huge changes or give up on big commitments, let me just say. And so as we wrap this up this morning, I want to maybe just say this. Let us make bold prayers to God this Christmas and let's expect him to meet us. That he's with us in it, in all of it that we're praying about. And then I love this, Casey Yardley, she reminded me of this. And don't forget that we need to embrace the discomfort as we wait. Just Embrace that. Don't run from it. Don't ignore it. Don't let it scare you. But as we wait, God doesn't instantly always do what we want him to do. So here's what I'm going to, my, my last sentence that I'm going to close with. One of the main reasons it took 40 years instead of 11 days for the Israelites to get to the promised land is they were slow to surrender and to learn the lessons that only the wilderness could teach them. There are 11 days until the new year. Let's be humble, let's be teachable, let's be hungry spiritually and courageous, and let's boldly pray for God to lead us to a flourishing life flowing with milk and honey in 11 days instead of 40 years. Let's pray boldly every day for God to show up in our wondering, in our woundedness, and in our really feeling worn out and done. Let me pray. God, you have heard the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart. I pray that they would bear fruit in those that listen. You remind us that uh, your word will not return empty or void, but it will accomplish the purposes for which you set it out to do and accomplish. And so I pray right now, God, that uh, the person that needed this word the most, that their heart would be soft and tender and humble and willing to receive this word and then act on it and obey it and be responsive to it. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas, Ocean Hills. It's so good to be together. As we close out our service, I'm gonna turn it over to my sister and her husband, Dan. Merry Christmas. God is good. All the time. God is good. He's better than you think. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.